When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been a while, but Manchester United are back in the trophy-winning business. Six years on from their last piece of silverware, Eric Ten Hag leads them back onto a podium and into a position where they can sing with gusto their world-famous anthem, which echoes now around a packed Wembley Stadium. For Newcastle, there will be future days, future chances. Given the trajectory that that club is on, they will surely be back at Wembley sooner rather than later. And they will have a say in future Premier League title races. But in the here and the now, the story on this February Sunday in northwest London is that Manchester United are back as a force and back with a trophy. Stuart Robson, your thoughts on this Carabao Cup final? Well, the game was won in a six-minute spell. The two goals from Manchester United, the header from him, and then the second one, I'm still going to give it to Rashford. That really killed off Newcastle. They had lots of possession in the second half, but they didn't quite have the quality in the top third of the field. And you have to say, Manchester United managed the game brilliantly in the second half. Varane, Martinez, and that man again there, Casemiro, were outstanding. So, a tenth League Cup final brings a sixth League Cup victory for Manchester United, who celebrate in front of their legions of supporters. We'll be back at Wembley to see the trophy lifted in a few minutes' time by a victorious Manchester United skipper, Bruno Fernandes. But for now, we send you back to the ESPN FC studio, Shaka Hislop, Craig Burley and Dan Thomas. Thank you very much, uh, John. It's been a while, hasn't it, since glory, glory, Man United has reverberated around Wembley, but it's been a six-year wait for United. Deserved in the end, Craig, and you feel it's kind of a, a new chapter, which we didn't really see coming, certainly over the summer. No, and certainly not after that debacle at Brentford yep. in the start of the season. And, and They've really galvanised since then. I mean, we had the whole Ronaldo story, which, you know, I have to say, both Ten Hag and the club fixed it very quickly. They've never looked back from there. The signing of Casemiro, Robert touched about him in the commentary. The fitness again of Rafael Varane, the partnership with Martinez. But they have that winning, resolute mentality back. And on top of that, they've got the flair back. Yeah. You know, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, uh, sometimes with Anthony, although he, he sort of overdoes it and, and he wasn't brilliant today. But but yeah, it's not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the the Ferguson era of the winning mentality back, but it's certainly on the way to getting there. They have that spine there, Shaka. They do. 
I, I, I keep saying this is a good United team um, that, that's taking better and better shape on, under Ten Hag. Uh, players enjoying their football. Everybody knows their rules. They've got leadership at long last in, in Casemiro for as good a player he's been. I think that's the one department that Manchester United have sorely lacked over recent seasons. He's come in. He's added that. Even the addition of Wegos, while, while it was questioned, it's given them a different dimension to their game. I thought he was good in holding the ball up, bringing the likes of Rashford and Anthony in, into the game as, as the game went on. And it's, it's slowly but surely taking shape. I say slowly because it does hop back to the Ferguson era since we've last seen a United team play this well in winning silverware. And they didn't actually play that well today. And, and that, that's kind of thing to it as well, isn't it? They didn't have to be at their best to get this done. Not by their, not by their recent standards. But again, they, could, they relied on their, their good shape, their defensive qualities. Their keeper had to make the odd save. And every time there was a hole to be plugged, there was Casemiro. Yeah. I mean, it just, just doesn't happen by accident. And again, in this partnership, has been excellent. I mean, he has, whether we joke about it or not with one or two of our colleagues, uh, Lissandro Martinez has been, been terrific. That's one of the reasons that Ten Hag brought him in. But I can't speak highly enough of this fella to continue to want to drive your teammates and yourself forward when you've got so many medals, so much money, so much success, but yet Casemiro out there scoring goals, defending. And for Newcastle, we talked about it before. Their football's good, mm. but they get to the final third and they're just not scoring enough goals. They're not causing enough problems. And they were not able to cause United enough problems with a lot of possession, particularly in the second half. So to that point, David De Gea made, made a save from Sir Maximan in the first half that almost defined this game. That goes in, we're having a, a totally different discussion because 60 seconds later, Bruno Guimaraes gives away that free kick, United take the lead and they never look back. Uh, let's get some reactions, shall we, uh, from pitch side Wembley. Nadam and Don are with us. Uh, boys, the feeling that this is a new era now for Manchester United. Yeah, I think so, Dan. I, I think, you know, they're trying to kick on. They need a trophy, they needed it, they got it today. Dan's asking, is this, you know, United kicking on? And they certainly needed it. Is this United back? I'm not too sure. But I think they're certainly going in the right direction. That was a big win for them. I thought Newcastle, even though you know you might think I'm a little bit biased, I thought they dominated large, large parts of that game. 75 out of 90 minutes, but I was listening to Craig at the end there, and that was all that was missing from Newcastle's point of view, the cutting edge. Yeah, to be honest for me, maybe this is the start of United being back. But I think one thing about today's performance, it showed that they weren't at their absolute best, but they were able to win a game and to win a big game. I think it was two years ago, they're in the Europa League final. You know, they don't play to the best, they end up losing, obviously, on penalties. But now, in this moment, I think they manage key areas. And I think you look at someone like Casemiro, he obviously played well. Varane, Martinez, they played well. They needed a big player to step up, and they did manage to do that. And as a consequence, they have a confidence now that however the game's going, they believe they can get something from it. I think the result against Barcelona was big for them. And they arrived today. As I say, they didn't play the best because Newcastle did make them very uncomfortable. But now they're champions, you know. They've got a, they've got a, cup, cup, got a cup trophy. It's been a good few years. And the players and fans seem very, very happy. Trust me, Dan. I can remember you asking me the question at half-time when it was 2-0 and you went, is this United winning four? And I sort of said, I'm not sure they can kick on. But I think I've got... The way the first half went, I think United are quite happy with a spine, like you said, with Varane 
Alessandro Martinez and then Casemiro in midfield and De Gea at the back who pulled off some big saves. That's where I think United are back in terms of the spine, the character, the attitude, the confidence, yeah. winners. Yes. They just said second half, you can have all the possession in you want. If you cause us one or two problems, we've got enough on the counter to try and cause you problems. But there was so semi in control if that makes sense because yeah. of the experience yeah I totally, I totally agree and i think best of all for them they have a manager who tries to remain on the front foot it's very late when they decide to bring on harry Maguire, but the fact is they were making life life changes making sure newcastle felt that united could still go and go go up against the man score so it makes it very uncomfortable for the opposition overall regardless of whatever the scoreline is Don, talk me through the atmosphere, mate. Obviously, we saw the Newcastle thing, fans singing right up until the final whistle. It must have been special to be pitch side and witness that. To be honest, Dan, being a Newcastle fan, that's done the Gallagher end all my life, and all my family are Newcastle fans. It was actually quite emotional for me watching the game, watching the atmosphere and the colour to our right-hand side as we look. United fans certainly played their part, but you know Newcastle have come a long way, and I think they'll take a lot from this. I take a lot from it. You know, from a pundit analyst point of view, how far Newcastle have come. And I thought they competed really well. The last thing I think Newcastle wanted and their fans deserved, which it could have been in the end when Newcastle were pushing forward and United had counter-attacks, they could have scored one or two more. It didn't feel like a mauling to me, so Newcastle will go again. They'll dust themselves down. I think that'll be the, the message from Eddie Howe. But the fans, I think, they'll leave in good spirits. And I think they'll know this is the start of their journey. It's Shaka, we see the Newcastle players going up to receive their runners-up medal. You did that in 2005, is that, for West Ham? Uh, I did that uh, in 2005 for yeah. West Ham. I did it in 97 for, for Newcastle United. Um, again, beaten by Manchester United in, in, in the FA Cup final that time. It's a tough walk. You just want to get out of there, yeah? Yeah, oh, oh it's, it's a tough old walk. Yeah, it, there, there is no such thing as a consolation prize in when you get to a final. And as much as you may look back on, on, on the day, the nearly, how nearly it, it, it was, what it could have been, right now, these feeling, these players are, are thinking nothing about that. They just want to get back on the bus, get out of there, and, and make this uh, as distant a memory as possible. It came down to, not a bad performance from them, it came down to a rash challenge and a super free kick from Luke Shaw and a finish from Casimir. It came down to a deflection. Yeah. Uh, of Botman when Rashford took the shot. So it, 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 it was a disappointing day, but it's one that you have to just, just learn from. And yeah. You want to get back to Wembley and keep getting back and playing in these in these big games. But they were tidy, very tidy in the way they approached the game. They played some nice football, but again, their Achilles heel was, was up front. And and, and yeah, they came, they came up against a very resolute and well-organised Manchester United side. I imagine there's nothing anyone can say that makes you feel better no. at this stage. I, I, absolutely nothing. No, no, there, there is no well played, unlucky. Or, or, you're not even looking at me. No, you're just it, literally. It, it, you're just, no, yeah, no, just nothing gone. is registering. It, it's um, regardless of, of how you look back on it, 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 it hurts, and, and you don't shake that. Right. The, the thing for me is, and, and Craig started to talk about it. Bruno Gamarish has been as important to Newcastle United as Casemiro has been for Manchester United. Right. So it's tough to criticise Bruno Gamarish, but the game really changed on that. On that free kick, and and that was the that was that was telling for me. That lack of experience maybe cost Newcastle, where the experience of Varane and Casemiro took Manchester United over the line. As always, in the final, of course, it's a contrast of two emotions. Uh, Newcastle players picking up their runners-up medal. Let's go to John Champion and Stuart Robson now for the trophy lift. 
Manchester United. Well, hugely differing emotions for the two sets of players. We've seen Newcastle's trooping forward up the steps rather wearily to receive their commemorative medals as runners-up. But now the team captain and the club captain, Harry Maguire and Bruno Fernandes, lead the winners, Manchester United forward. They have come today the same as the last time these clubs met in a cup final in the FA Cup of 1999 here. 2-0 to Manchester United. That was the second leg of a treble. The most optimistic and hopeful of Manchester United supporters will point to this as possibly the first leg of a quadruple. Because Manchester United still have a say in the Premier League through to the last 16 of the FA Cup and the last 16 of the Europa League. Enduring pats on the back for the players in the famous red and white of English football's highest-profile club. Everything they do makes news, and so much of the news in recent years has been of a negative variety, of a failure to attain past standards. Now, Stuart Robson, there is a feeling of rejuvenation and of renaissance about this club. Absolutely. The manager has come in, Eric Ten Hag, and he had a difficult start. Craig mentioned it, that defeat at Brentford. We thought things weren't going to go particularly well for them this season. But they've brought in some good players. But he's made the players that are at the club better. Rashford wasn't playing well last season, or for a couple of seasons. He now looks a top-quality player, scoring goals. You look at some of the other players in the side that have just started to learn more about the game. Fred looks a totally different player. They're playing with confidence, even though they didn't have a lot of the ball today in that second half. You never thought Newcastle were going to get back into it because Manchester United had a, a hold on the game. Their defensive understanding, their positional play, their ability on the counter-attack, you always knew that they could be a threat. So really good performance by United without being at their best. And you can feel that's coming on and on. They are a club on the up. So first it'll be the medals, Bruno Fernandes leading the line, Casemiro who's glancing header from a lovely Luke Shaw delivery, set Manchester United on their way. Harry Maguire, the club captain, and they'll assemble in full public glare in front of the Royal Box at Wembley Stadium. their moment of true acclamation. Manchester United will have cause to open up their trophy cabinet for the first time in six years. The longest drought in four decades is finally over. So the trophy is lifted from its plinth. Sunday, 26th of February, 2023. A glory, glory day for Manchester United. A seminal day, a fresh start. And after 20 league titles, 12 FA Cups, 
three European Cups, now a sixth League Cup and a 46th major trophy. And Stuart Robson, as we watch these celebratory scenes, I wonder your take, Eric Ten Hag, the quiet revolution underway at Manchester United. He's fairly understated. There was some disagreement at pitch side, Don Hutchison, Nadam, Anua, whether this is a new beginning for Manchester United. How much importance do you attach to this annexation of a first trophy in six years? Well, it's often the start of teams then dominating. I'm not going to say Manchester United are going to dominate over the next couple of years, but you have to win that first trophy to give belief to the fans, to give belief to the players, to give belief to the coaching staff. They now look like a, an outfit that have got a good team spirit. They know exactly what they're doing. And this trophy will just back everything that Ten Hag has been doing. It will give them that belief. Manchester United are certainly on the way up at the moment. Eric Ten Hag, the man who has done more than anyone else to put a smile back on the faces of this giant of a football club. Manchester United in the process of regaining their mojo. And Dan, I think it's safe to say they're back in the happy habit of acquiring trophies. It's interesting, isn't it, boys, when you take a look at the lineup of everyone lifting the trophies, of all the mix of experience and youth that's there. You've got Varane, who's won the World Cup, Martinez won the World Cup, Casemiro's won a million trophies mm -hmm. with Real Madrid. And that kind of proves that that's it's such an important part, I imagine, in these big matches to have that sort of experience, isn't it? Yeah, particularly if it still means what it seems to mean to, the, to these yeah. players, you know yeah, what I mean? There's no, no complaints, there's no R. It's the League Cup, which is important, but it's not the most important competition in English football, but yet I think these players understand that there's been problems at this club, there still are problems to be fixed, but they're on the, certainly on the right path, and that they understand that this breeds a winning mentality, and I think Shaq mentioned it, was the diff one of the differences in the, in the side was that experience yeah. today. And, and, and listen, the, the League Cup is a trophy I've, I've described as icing on the cake. It on its own doesn't mean an awful lot, but for both these clubs, for, for very different reasons, Manchester United just kind of given that drought around major silverware, it, it feels a whole lot more significant this time around. It feels like both these clubs can build or could build on, 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 on their successes. Of course, Manchester United win it. This push, puts them back in, 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 in that sphere. Um, and, and Newcastle, just kind of given the way things have changed over the last 18 months, to get to a final, to compete, to be the better team for a lot of that final, I, I think you, you take that and, and, and you, you make the best of it. It says who you are, it says who you, who you can be. And you want to have a good night out after the fight. <laughs> but, but you want to sell it. There's nobody left in Newcastle. But I don't know. <laughs> you, but you, you know, you want to have that ice on the, on the cake at the end of the day as a celebration. Yeah. yeah. Celebration yeah. of a win. You don't want to get on the bus or a flight. You go back to Newcastle. Great achievement, but ultimately it's been a failure for them today. But from United's perspective, it's just taking that, enjoying it, run. And let's not forget. United haven't been sitting, clicking their heels all week, waiting for this game. They yeah. had a huge game in midweek. Yes. They had a huge hurdle to overcome in Barcelona. So to be able to do, get two performances, or more importantly, two results that they've got in the space of, what, four days? I think it's a big achievement. And he, he must can't believe himself. Well, Big horse. Yeah.
Yeah. He had a good game, good set up for Patrick. I, 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 I thought goal, it was just a nuisance, wasn't he? I, I, I thought, I thought he, he led the line really well in the way he held the ball up, and of course. Newcastle United have a, a very big uh, rear guard themselves, so to engage, um, to engage Newcastle in the, in the way that he did, I, I thought, again, play, played a part. He dropped off the line, picked the ball up, played others in. Veghorst, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's some story, but he certainly played his part in this fight. And this is the most we've seen Ten Hag smile, yeah. I, I think. Ever. Ever. <laughs> it's a great clip of him dancing with Anthony and Martinez as well. Maybe he's a bit of a dark horse. Well, clearly. Yeah, yeah. He just hates journalists. Even Mrs. Ten Hag is well, thinking, wow. I mean, let's not, <laughs> let's, not, let's, not, let's not forget at the start of the season not to go over the same story. But with some of those results, there were some people, I'm not saying us, but there were some people... Uh, Questioning whether this job was too even so early, is yeah. it too big for yes. Ten Hag? Yeah. Coming from Dutch football to you, is this too big a challenge? And to overcome that and, and playing the manner in which they've played has been. I, I, I think that's a story worth telling. How, how he's, he's led this team despite that, that poor start, despite the pressure, Cristiano Ronaldo and everything that, that he brought, um, and, and how he navigated, navigated all those issues to deliver a team that won the Carabao Cup, that's playing probably the best football we've seen since the Alex Ferguson days. That it, it, it seemed, and, and even putting together what may very well be a, a, a run that, that worries Manchester City and also the top of the table. We have a long way to go for that. But that, it, it really is it, some turnaround in a very short space of time, given, again, all those issues, navigating around a break for the World Cup. I think the Ten Hag story um, is, is one well worth telling. You, you think Don and Nadeem are with us. Don, after the defeats against Brighton and Brentford, we're starting to think whether or not anyone can come in and fix this Manchester United side, given what preceded Ten Hag's appointment. How much credit should he get for this change of fortune of United? immense credit Dan I think the guy is a first-class manager he looks like he's a man that you want to play for you look at some of the stories the likes of Wan-Bissaka I thought he was fantastic in the second half when he came on but he couldn't get a game I think what he'd done to Jaden Sancho away from the pitch the mental side of the game how he dealt as we talked before about Ronaldo knowing the culture that he wanted inside the football club the mini sort of breakdown with Marcus Rashford when he dropped him for a game for being late, all these building blocks he's put in place, and you know when we're, we're me and Nadeem here, we're in the Man United end, and I think the biggest cheer, I don't know if Nadeem agrees, but when all the players were lifting the trophy, the biggest cheer went for Ten Hag when lifted the trophy, when he lifted the trophy, then Sir Alex just after that, that tells you a big story. Yeah, sure. I think they really understand his value here. I think when you saw the way they started the season, if you would have lost that third game to Liverpool, then it's the worst start from Manchester United manager in probably like 100 years or whatever it was. So they won that game, and from then, they've turned Old Trafford into somewhat of a fortress. He's brought in a mentality whereby success is the expectation. He's building a, the club essentially from the ground up, it feels like, and the standards are set. And for the players in which he has there, he's making sure they understand what is required, not just to play for Man United, but to be the best version of yourself. I think when you see the way that they play, they've got a great mix of youth, experience, players in confidence, but a ton of players that know exactly what they need to do. And these moments here, he'll very much enjoy them, but I wouldn't be surprised if before you know it, they're getting ready for their game on Wednesday against West Ham, because that's the next match that comes up for them. We'll enjoy this moment, the fans definitely will. But Man United are trying to drive forward, trying to be more competitive. 
And I think they've picked the right guy to do that. I think it's the small things as well, Dan. When they when they beat Leicester last week 3-0, he came out straight after the game and said, rubbish, awful performance. So I think, you know, certain managers come in with a lot of waffle and they can try and they can try and tell you like the game was invented the last five years or just through this type of manager. I think he's got a real connection and he's very, very honest, I think, in his assessment, which I think players yeah. thrive of. I think I think players can see when managers are bluffing, and we've seen one or two, if not a bit more, in the Premier League over the years. But this guy, this guy's a proper manager and he won't stand for anything rather than the culture being top draw and he'll want this, this Man United team and the club to excel and go right to the top level again. And Don, what we've seen as well, the characters that have come in, the likes of Casemiro, obviously Varane there for a while, those who have achieved everything there is to achieve in football, still celebrating tonight, just justifies how special this first trophy for them at United is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they would have come to Manchester United not just to compete, it's to try and win, try and get United back to where they have been in the past. And, you know, Casemiro, I think this is his 16th win out of 17 finals or something like that. It's absolutely outrageous. You know, they're bringing in winners to this football club. And those guys, they know how to manage the situations. There have been times whereby they've been under pressure, times where they're in the ascendancy. But it's their level-headed and understand what it takes to go out there and to win. And I think for them to have those players within their team is fantastic. Obviously, Casemiro, it's not like he's going to play for another 10 years. But in terms of a side set in the culture, what a guy to have. Casemiro comes, scores the first goal in a cup final. Yes, they've won other trophies in the past, and you could argue some bigger trophies. But the most important trophy is the next one. And they've just achieved that today. And this is going to mean an awful lot to them because of how much it means to these fans and the football club in total. We, we talked about it, didn't we, Shaq, about Modric midweek and that comeback against Liverpool. How much you could just see here, he still loves winning. Yeah. He still loves the game. And that isn't a given, isn't it? For, for no, veteran not. players who have been there and done that. I, I, absolutely, no, it's not. I, I mean, we, we could talk about players playing playing well into their 30s and, and how happy it is winning silverware of, of any description. But when you talk about players, you mentioned Modric or Casemiro and you mentioned Varane earlier. When you talk about the titles that these players have won, the kind of grounds that, that they've stepped onto and, and, and history that they've written, to be here, to be a part of this team, to be a part of this celebration, um, I, I think speaks volumes. Not just to be a part, but to play the role that, that they did. Um, it, it, it speaks to, to who they are as, as, as players, who they are as characters, and how desperately they are needed in dressing rooms, even at clubs like Manchester United, where they come in and change so much of, of a mentality. Boys, you've got the United players right behind you now. Can Don, can you use your Paris persuasion while they speak to you? <laughs> I don't know many. I think Naden knows. Do you know Marcus Rashford? Get him over. Do you know nah, him? He's got it. He's done this before. Right. He's not bothering. Just call him over. Say my wife's Brazilian. They're very clever. <laughs> they're, staying, they're, staying, they're, they're staying just about far enough away for it to be really awkward to ask them to come over. That's a sign of some players that have done this before, I well, think. Don't I'm scared in case it gets blanked. Don't run, run, run on and two foot one of them. Do what you know. <laughs> <laughs> Get on your bike, Don. Well, that's easy. That, that's easy. That would be Bruno. <laughs> I tell you what, though, we talked about uh, you know making players better. Diego Dallo was one of those. But the other thing, talking about Eric Ten Hag, was one of the things that's made him cute about the job is his changes. Mm. You know, we talked about Diego Dallo at half-time, and, and I bet you in the Newcastle dressing room they were saying the same thing. Let San Maximum run at Dallo. He's booked. Right. Ten Hag saw that coming, went right, no risks off. Thank you, thank you. In. So it's changes like that, then Sabitzer coming in when the game was getting away from him. In midweek, 
it, it wasn't going to plan, so he took Vekos off at half-time, he brought Anthony on, that worked. So he's making good in-game changes, which is very, very important. Just good decision-making from the touchline. Don, from a Newcastle perspective, obviously disappointment. Obviously you want to spin it, that this is the, the start of something for them that they can build on. But reflecting on the 90 minutes, where did it go wrong for them? For Newcastle, um, I think lack of finishing. I think the, the goals, when you look at the context of the game, the first one was a killer. We couldn't really see from our vantage point whether it was a foul, but I trust what the lads are saying where you give a silly foul away, then the ball from Luke Shaw was absolutely world-class. Hard for the defenders. Casemiro gets the first one. And then it sticks you behind in a game at Wembley in a cup final. And then you're chasing it a little bit. So maybe, you know, in a year or two when you've got these types of games under your belt, you manage the game, you manage the scenario, and you say, you get in at 1-0 down, it's not the end of the world. But then the second goal has gone down as an own goal. So you look at the context and you go, Actually, apart from sticking the ball in the back of the net, from Newcastle's point of view, I thought the performance was there, Nadam. I thought they played really well, apart from having the cutting edge. Yeah, they did, yeah, but unfortunately, it's been the sort of tail of their season in some ways, because they've been overall quite hard to beat, but after them, they had to chase. You know, I don't know if I felt Newcastle could have scored two goals in this game, especially against the Man United side that can manage Did you think there was a couple of players for Newcastle that were just off? Because I thought St Maximum was just off yeah. and Callum Wilson, which yeah. obviously then doesn't help. Yeah, it really doesn't help at all. I think it was just one of those games where I think the best outcome for Newcastle needed them scoring first. I think from when Man United did do that, you know, the manager on the side for Ten Hag, you know he could always manage the game itself. And then as well as that, they've got changes that can make a big difference. So it's a disappointing day for Newcastle. There are positives. But then also there's a lesson there. You know, you look at the way Man United did it, they weren't at their absolute best, but in the end they come away, they don't concede, and they score two goals and lift the trophy. Don, is there a concern from a Newcastle perspective that their season could end with a bit of a dip? Obviously Spurs winning today, they've got a little bit of daylight between them now and Newcastle, that Champions League place. After all the excitement and all the talk of the early season, is there a could there be a problem now they're in the season maybe fifth, sixth? without silverware? Yeah. Could be, could be, Dan, and this is the job that Eddie Howe's got to do. He's got to dust them down. He'll probably be in there after the game saying, listen, you've played against an elite team. This is the standard we need to get to if you want to try and compete for trophies and get in top four. The trouble is they've got to go again next week and they play Man City away. So, you know, that's a big ask. So you look at the swing and how Spurs have got a win today and now looks like they're cementing top four. Top four's still on. But all of a sudden now, I think from Newcastle point of view, you're right. Instead of looking up and see who you can catch, they're not going to catch Man United. So they're in a race for Tottenham. So all of a sudden, Newcastle probably psychologically looking behind them, thinking, right, we've lost the cup final. We probably would take fifth at the start of the season. You've got to make sure now you grab onto something and make sure that the start of the season, the middle of the season, the cup final, and you end the season well, and you make what could have been a brilliant season into still a very good one for European football. I have to be honest and say, whilst we've applauded Newcastle's recruitment and it's worked pretty well up to now, I think there is a ceiling. And it is a building block, step by step, but I think the players they've signed will only take them so far. I mean, we're talking about elite level here. Yes, yeah. Talking about Man United have beaten Barcelona, try to get back to the top, try to uh, go against Arsenal and City. But it, it, it's a thing you don't want to do too quickly or try and do too quickly. But I do think these players that they've signed, they're good players. But Callum Wilson, maybe even Isaac, Joe Linton, Dan Bong, 
might push you towards getting in that top four, but there's a ceiling shocker yeah. when you're saying yeah, yeah, you think how many of these players get into an Arsenal or a City? Yeah. I, I, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. Newcastle, despite the ownership and the speculation around what that what that might mean in terms of spending, they've, they've been sensible about their approach. At the start of the season, if somebody told you that, that Newcastle would be pushing for a top four finish, never mind sitting second at, at, at various points this season, would get to a cup final, the, the fans would... would, would would have taken that. Would have, I, I don't think anybody saw saw this coming. So credit to, to to Newcastle, credit to the job that Eddie Howe is doing. This just proved a little bit of a step too far. And as good as they were to start the season, maybe that raised expectation. But I, I think this team, even if they do finish outside the top four, if they do finish fifth or sixth, have, ex have exceeded preseason expectation given the spending or lack of compared to compared to everybody else. They will build. They, this team will continue to go forward and build on this, but take it for what it is right now. And meanwhile, United just have a swagger at the moment. Yeah? We just beat Barcelona. We beat Newcastle in the Cup. We've got West Ham now. And, and I imagine when you're in this sort of mood, tiredness isn't really a thing no. because you're just like you just on this crest of a wave. You, you, yeah? ju you just want to keep playing. And with all respect, he played quite well today. And he was, Shaq mentioned it, he was a thorn in uh, their side. Very cost. They're doing it with a guy who effectively is just a body who's come in yeah. to do a job. When we talk about Chelsea need a striker and what are Arsenal going to do when Gabriel Jesus is out and all these sort of all this sort of stuff. Man United are getting it done really without a number nine that you know. Well, it's not as if they've got Harry Kane sure. in the mm -hmm. side or anybody like that. It's Veghorst, a player who was on loan from Burnley abroad, came back on loan now at Manchester United. So. You know, to get it done without a, a really elite level front man shows you how strong they are in and other also departments. Also credit maybe to United, like backroom, when someone's saying, right, we want to get rid of Cristiano Ronaldo, we want to be Vegas, and they let that happen. You know. But, well, yeah, yeah. When they linked with Arnautovic at one point as well, which was equally odd, but clearly Ten Hag knew what he wanted. Um, knew what he wanted in terms of a big physical presence, how that would work with the likes of, of Rashford and Anthony and, and a resurgent Sancho. Um, or the Arnautovic thing didn't happen for whatever reason, we won't get into that. But Vegas comes in and, 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 and fits in with exactly what Ten Hag wanted. And, and, and the, team, the team has responded. And, and, and again, for me, this comes down to management. This comes down to Eric Ten Hag. That was absolutely genius. Or maybe it's just he knows exactly what he wants and knows that it will work. But finally, the club are listening. You know, Ten Hag said, no, no, we need to do this, and I want to bring this player in short term, and I want to do this. And previously, you got the feeling with United, when other managers had, had asked or done stuff, they, they'd gone, you know, some of these boardroom people and execs are going, oh, no, 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 that doesn't make sense, we're going to do this. It seems finally that they're saying, hold on, we've got a guy here who actually knows what he's doing, so we're going to listen to him. We're not going to give him everything we want, but we're going to try and help him. And guess what? When football people make football decisions, generally that's better than financial people yeah. making football decisions. So, yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got that con full control of the club, full control of the dressing room, and the players are basically, and you can, this is so important, the players are playing for them. Yeah. Let's take you through the, the two goals, shall we, that handed Manchester United their first title in six years. Uh, Newcastle, you can argue, is certainly the better of the two sides. But this will be a defining moment here, Shaq, and you've spoke it, about this. It, it really was. Trippier's got Rashford right, right where he was. I mean, he's standing him up. There's no reason for Bruno Kamaris to fall. 
Once he does, you give Shaw the opportunity to put a ball like that in. And then Casemiro somehow in a crowd, in a big crowd, gets his head on that ball. There, there's, there's nothing Kairos could do it. At this point, I was hoping for VAR to come and it bail Newcastle off. It was really close. It was yeah. close. It took a little while, so that, that, yeah. the VAR's killing the game, that, that got them. And then the goal off. here is the second. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it was on target. It came off Botman, I think. So it was yeah. a little bit of a scuff from Marcus Rashford. Good ball from Vekhorst. And yeah, Karius gets done basically by the deflection. By the deflection. Yeah. This is, from a goalkeeping perspective, Karius is thinking the only place that Rashford could beat me is in at my near post. Right. So he's got that covered. Maybe he's going down a little bit. That's fine. But he thinks Botman is coming across and cutting off the far post. And then the deflection. He actually made some good saves. In he the did. He, he made some, some very good saves. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm happy that... This, this this cup final was not decided no. on a goalkeeper mistake. Uh, no, it certainly wasn't. Uh, pitch side, boys. It was then up 2-0. It was all about control, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so, do you? Yeah. I think so, Dan. I think, you know, it's one of them where, because of the experience, there's no need for Man United to chase the third and chase the fourth. They knew that Newcastle would make changes and Isak come on. I thought he was quite lively, so he knew, Eric Ten Hag knew that Newcastle would have come on and have a period of time, 15, 20 minutes. Then he would say to Rashford, who are you going to get in space? Bruno Fernandes, Fernandes a bit of space. Yeah. Uh, and that was the key. That, that's, that's experience. That's a manager smelling the game, but it's also the players on the pitch smelling the game, knowing yeah. the situation. Yeah, I, to I totally agree. And I think as you look back at that second half, there moments where if United were more clinical, say with a final ball or some of their finishes, then you know maybe this game could have gotten out of hand, even though it didn't feel like a game which Newcastle deserved to receive that for. Yeah. And I think that's that's it for them. They have the, they have really good game managers in there. Whether it's the goalkeeper who's been there for a long time, just two centre backs who are world champions. But Casemiro who's basically won everything in there alongside of Fernandez. He's been at United for a few years now and understands what's required. And then Rashford is the, probably one of the form players in the whole world. Mm. To have that on the field when you have a lead. You look around and surely you'd have confidence in your side. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think I get the sense, Dan, as well, from Ten Hag's point of view. He's been managing down in terms of the dressing room for the last nine or ten months. I get the feeling with what he's done and a trophy in the cabinet already. And he's starting to manage up, I think, now. Like Craig said, I think he can go to the, to the board in the summer and say, listen, if you want to make us great, we're going to need money. We're going to need to invest. We can't just stay static where we are. If it's Victor Osman, if it's Harry Kane or the standard of players that you bring in, that's what United have done over the years. They've bought elite players. So not only is he managing down, I think he's managing up. And we see Sir Alex Ferguson here in the tunnel, of course, congratulating the players. This isn't the, this isn't the first manager, is it, to win trophies since Sir Alex? We obviously saw Jose Mourinho do yeah. that. But you just feel that maybe Ten Hag is a long-term solution or are we getting ahead of ourselves? Well, I think with... with Mourinho, in the end, the, the style issue never went away. Mm -hmm. His, you know, the, the getting results was great at times when, when he was at Chelsea and Milan and, and Real Madrid, but at, at the end in United, it, it was also an issue about style. Uh, but yeah, th th this guy at the moment, at the moment, seems to have both things worked out. Wasn't great today, as good, but but generally their style is very good and very fast and very pacey, and they're getting results. Yeah. It was interesting when De Gea was going in there to see Sir Alex. He's been at the club that long. Sir Alex actually signed him. Mm. Wow. He yeah, was, yeah, of course. He was, and he actually struggled when he first came in. My old uh, Eric Steele, the old goalie coach who was at Derby with me, uh, was goalie coach at United at the, the time. And, and when when De Gea was getting pelters, saying he can't handle the English game, can't handle the physicality physicality, can't handle the crosses into the box, Eric Steele said, trust me, this guy will come good. Right. 
And boy, and, he has. Uh, yeah, and he, and he certainly did. And I suppose this just adds to the appeal of Manchester United of course when you're looking to that recruitment. Of course it does. Yeah. And, and I, I think Manchester United found themselves as big a club as they are, as, as cherished a brand as they still may be, if as a player, a top world-class player, you are given the choice between Pep Guardiola and Manchester City and Manchester United and somebody else. It's an easy decision at that point. Now, all of a sudden, you see the way Manchester United are playing. You see that it, it's, it's getting results, and it becomes a far more attractive prospect. And that's why... And I, I think that puts them back in, in the market for the best players. That puts them back kind of competing at the highest level of this game. Because for a long time, I... I don't think they could have claimed as much. If you're signing Rafael Varane, who was before, and Casemiro, that's sending a message to other yeah. winners, yeah. other guys yeah. who have been over the coals in the Champions League. And, and then on top of that, you're effectively pushing the two top teams in England at the moment. You've just beaten Barcelona over two games, and deservedly so, and they're flying in La Liga. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all part of the process of getting better players to come in. Now, that, they will need to go again in the summer. I mean, it depends what happens between now and the end of the season domestically for them. But they will need to go in the summer and address the front line. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if there's 120 million of, of that to do that, but... but Veghorst is a short-term Yes, yeah. Option. If you can get a Victor Osterman in or someone like that, then, you know, you're taking your well, game up to you're another just, level. You're absolutely taking yourself to another level. And as long as you can keep the other players playing well. Yeah. Can Marcus Rashford keep this up? You know, can he keep it going to the rest of the season and then kick it on again next year? So all these things matter and there's no reason, no reason to suggest that it's going to go any other way but, but up the way. So Manchester United are still in the hunt for the quadruple. That's one ticked off, of course, still in the fight for the Premier League. It's a big arsehole, 14 to one, sitting third at the moment, eight points off Arsenal. Uh, meanwhile, for the Europa League, Real Betis is their next opponent, of course. It's, it's five to two, and the FA Cup, seven to two. Uh, they take on West Ham, that game live on ESPN Plus on Wednesday. Mm, it's a long shot. Well, <laughs> I think overall it is, but you look at their chances, you, you, you look at the Europa League mm -hmm. and, and the other teams yep. that are in there. Arsenal authority Ars is, is going to be the there. Premier League. Manchester United would be, uh, I think the bookies have them as second favourites in, in the Europa League. Um, still a long way behind. Eight points is a lot to make up, yep. but given the form that Manchester United uh, have been in, you, you take absolutely nothing, nothing for granted if you're either Arsenal or Manchester City. Um, and and with, with the FA Cup again, Manchester United have proven themselves to be a bit of a cup team if, this, if the League Cup is anything to go by. So you don't write them off there either. The, the draw is, is, is so, so important to, to that and, and, and how it pans out. So, again, given, given what we were saying about Manchester United two, three weeks into the season, who thought we'd be sitting here in fe late February, coming into March, talking about Manchester United in this kind of position in all four of those competitions? Yeah, yeah Nadam, who would have thought we could talk about United winning more trophies than City this oh. season? Oh. 
Dan, this is why people online don't like you. You should, don't need to say stuff like that. You're better than that. You're better than that. Online at home, wherever I yeah, go. To be fair, it's probably not. It's, it's probably, it's probably, yeah. I think if we look back, though, a year ago, the same conversation was happening with Liverpool, and they were in incredible form, and it felt like maybe they could do it. But the four trophies themselves, it's such a difficult feat. You know, a lot of people argue United had the best ever domestic season in '99. Mm -hmm. I think when they did a travel with the FA Cup, the Champions League, and uh, the League was it League Cup as well, yeah. And so for them to try and replicate that now. Know. It's going to be tough. It's, yeah, sorry, my bad. I just have to go, yeah. But I think for me, I still think I still think they'll win one more. I'm just not sure which one that is, but I don't think it's the Premier League. No, I think either. the eight points to be behind Arsenal, yeah. I think that requires Arsenal and Man City to significantly fall off. And I'm not so convinced by that one. But as for anything else, they can beat anyone in any particular you, time. You couldn't stand here and say it isn't a possibility Man United win a treble. Yeah, absolutely not. No. Don, which, which, is yeah. More, which would be a priority for you if you were United? The FA Cup or the Europa League, if you could choose? Europa League, I think, a European competition. If Ten Hag walks away, you know, with a Carabao Cup and a, and a European Cup, you know, that's still huge for him. While you're in it, and I think he's a type of manager that will be greedy because they all are. Pep's the same, Klopp's the same. They all chase all four because while you're in it, why would you stop? Yeah. And the way they're playing in the Premier League, they're, they're, they're toppling most teams and they're comfortable. <laughs> but I think it's very hard to try and win the quadruple. You, I, I think if you said to Ten Hag and you had a cup of tea with him, you said, listen, you can win two. What's the two? I think he takes the Europa League and the, the Carabao Cup, obviously. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's an interesting noise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the FA Cup would be the FA Cup would be quite nice. Well, as to beat well. City maybe and make a statement. I mean, I, I, I agree in terms of the league. I, I think I had, had only had one team ahead of them, one horse in front. There's a chance that may have that may have fallen, but I think to have two. Man City and Arsenal yeah. is going to be too much. I don't see two of them falling away. I, I think it's a big ask. Uh, eight points even, even at this stage of the season is a big ask, given how good Arsenal have been. And I know they've had a couple of stumbles uh, recently. Um, but in terms of if, if you don't win the league and you have a choice between FA Cup and, and, and Europa League, I'm, I'm a Don. I, I think yeah. Europa League, yeah. if I have to have one and not the other. But it's a great, I mean, what a great position to be in. Yeah. But so different. <laughs> Just, yes. for, for Man United, and it just shows you how shambolic at the end it, it came under Solskjaer and Ralph Ranić came in, and that was even worse. Solskjaer said, "What trophies are for egos?" You know, you look at it. And, and, you know. and Don's right. The, 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 before the game today, saying there were there were some players who clearly looked at Solskjaer and particularly Ranić and went, "I don't care yeah. if he's here yeah. and I don't play well because he won't be here very yep. long," and that's completely gone. And that's down to, to, to the management and also down to the players saying, right, we need to up our game here. Yeah. You know, Luke Shaw needs to up his game. Juan Bissaka, Dallow, Fred, you know, Rashford. They've all, even Bruno Fernandes, he was going through that phase where, I mean, he still sort of complains on yeah. the field, but he complains <laughs> less than he yeah, did. He I mean, he was, it was taken away sure? from his game. No, he has, it, oh, I actually thought 12 months ago, he was whinging and moaning so much, it was actually taken away from the other parts of his game. Mm. And I think he's tempered that a little bit. Right. You know, those of us that moan, it never quite goes away completely. Really? As you, really? Well, as, as you well know. Yes. But I think it does become to the detriment of what you're good at. And I think, obviously, they've, uh, they've, they've figured that out. Uh, we are nearing the end of our coverage. Before we go, though, Nadem, take us through the highlights and lowlights of being with Don uh, for the last two hours. 
Listen, he's a very, very, very passionate Newcastle United supporter. Yeah. And I saw that throughout that game. The highs of thinking they were going to score from a chance. The lows of conceding in front Moaning of all the referee. Fans. referee oh, the he hated half. the referee. Even though you guys haven't mentioned it, have a look into it. But yeah, he hated the referee. <laughs> So, <laughs> so it's give been us nice. nothing. Give but us it's, always, nothing. it's always nice to be at Wembley. Done. It's a shame Newcastle couldn't get something today. But as you said, the future looks bright for them. And yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to Manchester and having all United fans tell me all about this day. Yeah. How are you, Don? How gutted are you, really? I, I'm all right. Uh, do you know what, Dan? I'm not because of the performance that was there. I feared before the game on a human side about Carrius. I thought, you know, Nadam said after the game, we were walking around, he went, arguably man of the match. He was magnificent, the saves that he pulled off. Um, the team performance was there. We were a little bit flat. We're in a cup final. We've lost it 2-0. I was fearing it too. It could have been four. Then I would have been gutted. I would have been, you know, in a foul mood. But I stand here now and I think, you know, this, this could be the first of many for Newcastle. So I'm OK with that. I'm cool. Uh, how's the internet done at home? No, no, no Wi-Fi issues today. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, please tell me, please tell me you were winding me up yesterday, please. No, no it was all no. organic, I promise you, no, 100%. No, I wasn't in yesterday, it was all over the place again. It, it went. Oh, it was yeah. so close. Well, the £1,000 yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. Timing, the timing was Don's great. Don's been done again. He's been uh, done. Nadam and Don, thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, safe travels home. Uh, that brings us to the end then of our Carabao Cup final coverage. Manchester United winning their first title in six years. More reaction on ESPN. It's going to be a busy show. To yeah, back Monday. again. If you've had enough of us, tough. Yeah, a busy show. Not only Carabao Cup. We've been speaking about Spurs against Chelsea. Oh. Munich go top of the table in the Bundesliga. Plus, Barcelona were losing. I don't know what's happening. They're still losing 1-0 uh, against Almeria. That game is live on ESPN Plus now, by the way, on PSG Marseille as well. Oh, we'll have okay. reflections on. Goodness me, be sure to join us. And look at this. Oh, All these oh, guys going oh, on. A week of soccer. It really is. And we're doing these games. Bristol City Manchester City on Tuesday, followed by United against West Ham on Wednesday. Both of those times, of course, in the FA Cup. They're now Clasico, Real Madrid against Barcelona in the first leg of the Copa del Rey. On Friday, it's all about Borussia Dortmund against Leipzig. Both teams, of course, looking to catch up with Bayern. It's Barca against Valencia and Betis against Real Madrid on what is a busy few days here on ESPN+. Wow. Wednesday, of course, the focus for Manchester United will turn to that clash against West Ham, but they'll enjoy their celebrations tonight. Casemiro and, of course, that own goal enough to see Manchester United win their first trophy under Ten Hag, their first in six years, and a real feel this is the start of a new chapter for United. For Newcastle, they'll be going home proud of their side, but wishing maybe they could have taken their chances in front of goal. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed 
the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 